Hey, everybody, this is Mike Wan and Roz Ben, and we are back for our third installment of Mystics from the 40. And uh, this is going to be a little bit different. I'm really excited about this because the last two times, the last two times we got together, we, we, we talked a lot about the, uh, the, on the intellectual plane and to understand the sort of scenario which we're in so we can have a better footing, a better understanding where we are. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's never good form to just say like, hey, here's your problem, uh, without beginning to talk about like solutions. And so, so we all have a piece, we all have a piece of the puzzle, and we're all bringing this. And so today's episode is called Timeline Healing. And it's just different ways in which we can look at the situation and then we can take it back or we could heal it in a way. So with that being said, we're going to start off with, uh, with Roz going first and, uh, and then I'll go second. So without any further ado, I pass right. the mic. All right. Greetings, peace and love everyone. Thankful to be here. This Pisces new moon season, you know, I'm a Pisces, so it's it's been a, a wild ride, you know? And Neptune's in Pisces now. So it's, I don't know, it's just been an intense time for me, but it's also a fitting time to uh, share what we're gonna talk about. Hey, is my, let me see. Do I have to hit share screen, Mike? I need to give you permission. Uh, and you, that has just happened. All right, give thanks. This is timely to, uh, you know, Pisces is about healing, you know, bringing it all together. So this is a fitting season to, to share these things, you know? And uh, what I'm gonna share is, a part of it's the solutions driven part of a presentation I did more than once, but starting around 2017 called Nelson didn't do it. The Philadelphia experiment effect and the manipulation of historic and prophetic timelines. Cause I'm pretty confident most of Anyone tuning in here is familiar with what they call the Mandela effect, you know? But I really do think that's a misnomer to really understand the timeline manipulation that we're actually seeing tangible in like right now, you could pull up so much evidence that our timeline has been manipulated, you know? My, one of my favorite examples is the Moonraker James Bond movie with Jaws in it, the man with the metal mouth. And he had this immediate attraction to this uh, woman at the end of the movie. And what made it fit, what made it you know, part of the original movie is that the girl had a metal mouth herself. She had, was mouth full of braces. You look at that now, it's like, where's her braces, you know? 
And there's so many examples. I don't want to make this about the so-called Mandela effect, but these are, I'm bringing it up just to say that these are some tangible examples of timeline manipulation. And we have to know that it's impacting us personally on dimensions as well. You know, it's not just something we're observing, but yeah, it's hitting us physically on level. Uh, psycho-spiritually on levels. And so, yeah, we do need to know some things we can do to align ourselves with, I guess what we would call the natural flow of space-time, okay? So, you know, that's what we're gonna focus on today. And I wanna start by saying the, the most important thing we need to be aware of is that the fabric of space-time is self-healing, okay? Just like our physical body wants to maintain homeostasis and balance, irrespective of whatever pathogens or parasites it may be exposed to, right? Space-time's the same way. And so, my feeling is space-time is continually resetting itself uh, in the midst of like what we would call the Philadelphia experiment effect, right? But it, you know, that healing starts on the subtlest planes and has to work its way down to the densest, right? So as above, so below. We wanna make our resets on the subtle and then let it work down to our physical. And these are some ways we could do that. First way we can resynchronize is we gotta really have productive emotions in this time, okay? Heart resonance and heart frequency is a saving grace. It's, it's a healing power that we have within ourselves that we need to consciously tap into more, you know? So cultivating productive emotions, which translate, I guess what you would say, magnetic emotions, uh, love, gratitude, compassion, very, very important, okay? Because what we could say energetically, the polarity of the electromagnetic spectrum that's used in timeline manipulation, it's electrified, right? And it, the counterbalance is magnetism. We have to stay magnetized. And again, on a subtle to make it manifest down into the denser, right? So magnetic emotions, very key, very, very important. Another thing we got to do 
as much as possible is stay alkalized. This electrified time wave, time space waves moving through our physical body causes phantom inflammation and phantom pain. I would now I live in Philly. You know, I live like ground zero. And I know I feel it, but I just see pain, pain management, inflammation in the body is, it's, you know, it's, it's pandemic, it's epidemic proportions, man. So many people dealing with pain and inflammation in the body and oftentimes the source for the inflammation and pain, it's hard to identify, you know? But the reality is being in these shifting timelines, being knocked off of your original timeline, which puts you in a mal-aligned flow with the natural state, you know? You can visualize space-time as a, like uh, a stream or a wave, you know, moving like water in one direction. And when we get thrown off the timelines, now you moving counter to that flow. And that friction, that resistance, that's that's the source of the inflammation, you know? So the for sure shot go-tos to help inflammation, of course, is ginger. I know there's debate about turmeric, but uh, if you re resonate with it, of course, cannabis, CBD, is, is a sure shot. Uh, I would also explore the zeolite crystal family, uh, both as like specimens, you know, like apophyllite and, then uh, what's that green one I love so much? Begins with a P. Uh, it's escaping me. But just look up the zeolite family of crystals. Prenite, there it is. Prenite, great uh, you know, great stones to work with for reducing inflammation. And also there is ingestible forms of zeolite available, liquid and powder. I'm not prescribing but I'm just giving a personal testament that uh, ingestible forms of zeolite really help establish uh, a, lot, a, a big reduction in inflammation in the body, you know? Also high ORAC foods or foods that have like a high magnetic ion content the two that I'm familiar with that I 
like a lot are goji berries and raw cacao. And just to uh, throw in a little pop mainstream media that talks about the importance of this, the film Men in Black 3. If you remember, that's Men in Black 3, everyone should really check. That's, that, that movie gives a lot of insight into the different dimensions that could happen to a person when they're thrown into a manipulated timeline. But uh, what I'm speaking to uh, in this instance, <clears throat> right after Will Smith's partner uh, got thrown into this timeline manipulation, it impacted Will Smith as well because you know, they were on like similar parallel timelines. And after he had that experience, he had insatiable craving for chocolate milk. He was running around uh, just on this mad search for chocolate milk. What's up with that? It's because cacao is a high ORAC food. And if you've been thrown into a manipulated timeline, your body's gonna call for high ORAC, high ionic foods, you know? Help with, help re reset and adjust to the shift in the timeline, you know? So this is just an example of alkalizing high ORAC foods. It is important uh, as it relates to timeline healing. You know, some crystals we can bang with. First two I want to mention are superconductive crystals. These are room temperature, naturally occurring superconductive crystals. They offer no resistance. They have zero homage. Okay. And one I'm sure many are familiar with because it's popular as like an EMF electromagnetic frequency uh, balancer. And that's shungite, okay? Shungite is probably the most unique expression of carbon on planet Earth. It's pure carbon. And most carbon are insulators. You know, you think about carbon, how it manifests, wood, rubber, plastic. These are things that don't conduct energy. You know, they insulate current. Shungite, not only is it's pure carbon, but not only does it conduct energy is superconducts it offers zero homage and so this superconductive dimension to it helps us tap into the quantum self the part of ourself that's beyond space-time you know there's a part of ourself that's beyond space-time that's quantum and it's like you can reset by going to the root of your, your quantum self, you know? 
course, you have to put intention and that magnetic love frequency into that quantum reset, you know, but uh, yeah, that's Shungite, very important. Kovalite, very similar. Kovalite is actually the key ingredients of melanin composed in a superconductive form. Carbon, sulfur, and copper. And so covalite, yeah, it works, like I say, very similar to Shungite. It lets you tap that quantum interdimensional beyond space-time self. And almost like uh, you can almost, I, I kind of visualize it sometimes. It's like stepping out of that mal-aligned time timeline and stepping onto your redemptive timeline. Okay. Because that's ultimately, and I'll get more into that, but ultimately that's the ultimate timeline healing is to align yourself in such a way that irregardless of what is going on in your world outside of your personal control, you have put yourself on your redemptive timeline and so these are great crystals to work with to do that you know through conscious meditation focus of intention productive emotions monatomic gold and silver helps repair like if being on these malaligned timelines malaligned your atomic structure which may manifest as malignancy you know and again i'm not prescribing just speaking from personal experience that uh those things are helpful elestial quartz is one of my most favored i think these are probably the most important crystals we can work with. And again, I'm going to refer to Men in Black 3 because they had a character in that movie who behaves like Alessio Quartz. And if you you see his face in the lower right, what was he, an Arturian or he was an Arturian, okay? And he did nothing. He didn't do anything like action-wise. All he, he did was because he was like a fifth dimensional being outside of 4D space-time, he could observe all the various timeline possibilities. <clears throat> and if Will Smith or others in the movie were doing something that was gonna put them on a timeline they didn't wanna be on, he, he would say like, yeah, your chances for a successful outcome are diminishing by the second, you know? So the celestial courts are angels incarnate in stone. They are, you know, 
You know, we can we we as humans, we're incarnate in the four elements, earth, air, fire, and water. So that says that it is possible to incarnate in earth. We are living proof you can incarnate in the earth element. Celestials only incarnate in the earth element. And we need one another. So mutual, because they have a purpose. They got an awareness and a consciousness and a mission, just like we, you know? But they are not an agent of change. They, they're, they're a rock. They're just there, just like the cat was in the movie. They don't do nothing but tell you what to do to stay on the timeline, your redemptive timeline. These angels incarnate in stone help us get and stay on our redemptive timeline, you know? But a part of being on that redemptive timeline, you know, obeying omniversal law, reestablishing natural order on planet Earth, this is their mission. So if you are not willing, to be on your highest purpose. An celestial quartz might not be the partner for you. You know, if you're going to stay in, I'll just say not on purpose frequencies. You know, celestials aren't for you. But if, like, you for real about getting on your redemptive timeline, putting in the work. Yo, these stones are absolutely amazing. And so the mystic thing with celestials, like I say, they're angels incarnate in stone. A lot of times in celestials, you'll see the angelic presence in them, you know? Here's an example of an celestial in the center of a screen, you see the face in it. You know, it's got locks going to the left, the eyes, nose, mustache, mouth. You know, I don't know if y'all see it, but study that stone in, in, in the middle, you know? And uh, yeah, they're for real. I love them. You know, they're, they're the, some of my largest and most valued stones are celestials. I feel many of the downloads I get, of course, some part of my redemptive work has to be sharing information in book form and other various forms. It's the celestials that put me on these missions and, and, and give me the, you know, opportunity to receive these downloads, you know? They're a big part of that equation. So I highly recommend recommend working with them. Also what they call time link quartz. Time link quartz, this is the, uh, the larger clear quartz to the right is a time link. A time link quartz will tend to have a parallelogram or a diamond facet either to the left or to the right of the largest facet of quartz on the quartz. Quartz is usually six-sided 
with six facets that make the termination. And usually one of those facets is the largest and most centered facet, right? A time link is going to have a seventh facet, which is either shaped like a diamond or a rectangle, parallelogram, to the left or to the right of that largest facet. If it's to the left, they will tend to say that's a past time link. So this is how you can link with your past self. Go back to a moment where you feel shame or guilt. And now in your adult state where you see it full circle, go back to that part of yourself and heal it up, you know? Forgive yourself, send love to yourself, tell yourself it's all good, it's all gravy in the train, you know? Or maybe deal with ancestors and your ancestries of the past. If it's to the right, if that facet is to the right of the largest face, then it's a future link. And you can go to your future self and be like, yeah, man, what do I got to do to be where you're at? Or, you know, yo, give me that future download, that, that vision of the future that is going to inspire me to do what I got to do to be where I need to be and make it to that future self, you know? So these are four families of crystals I think are great to work with in terms of timeline healing. I think to be on that self-healing alignment with space-time, right? We got to minimize wearable technology. I think that's very important. And I think we also got as much as possible disentangled from the internet, you know? And that's very aligned with <clears throat> what we were focusing on last night, which is, you know, the nefarious roots of these technologies that, right, even the computer and electricity, the ultimate intention was uh, blowing holes in the fabric of space-time. You know, these was given to humanity by Prometheus, you know? I'm not, we're not gonna focus on that. We focusing on the healing, but I just bring that up because the uh, minimizing technology, I think is very important, you know? I mentioned this and I'm bringing it up again, that uh, something we gotta do is get on our redemptive timeline and everyone's redemptive timeline is going to appear different because our redemptive timeline is the trajectory of it and the momentum of it really is set in motion by what you say the sum total of our behaviors 
you know, not just this lifetime, but prior lifetime, as well as our family and bloodline, you know? Redemption is a serious thing. It involves identifying your bloodline karma. Everybody got some bloodline karma in this time. I would say if you didn't, you wouldn't be here in this time. You'd be on earth in a less crisis-filled judgment space-time, you know? And if there's anything I would say the events of today tell us, we got to, what I'm say, repent and redeem, you know? And uh, redemption ultimately is, well, I would say it's the ultimate act of what you would call freedom. One of the ways you'll know uh, you're redeemed is that the visible and invisible influences of bondage that are just, you know, surrounding us from all over. Uh, they have no impact in your reality, you know? So, yeah, another part of redemption is taking responsibility for your place and condition in space-time, okay? You will not be able to move yourself out of that judgment trajectory and, and, and you know, this manipulated timeline. If you don't take responsibility here and now, excuse me, you know, responsibility is the pivot to the redemptive timeline. Okay, this is the point where you can shift. No victim or no villain is gonna be in the position to get on their redemptive timeline, you know? And yeah, depending on what your family and your bloodline, how they done spent their last 400 years, you may have to do acts of personal sacrifice and service, you know, balance the scales, balance your omniversal bank account. If your bank, if your omniversal bank account, you know, how you balance with omniversal law, if you got, or if you overdrawn or overdraft, yeah, it's a proper time to put back, you know, put back some ashe, some energy into the omniverse. And most transcendent way to do that is to help others and serve others. You know, that's a big part of redemption. And like I say, redemption is going to look different for everyone. So you have to explore it and, and just start with the intention 
of wanting to redeem yourself and take it from there, you know? So I, I noticed with the Mandela effect, a lot of people focus on the glitches in the matrix. That's the thing is real captivating, you know? Is it Bernstein or Bernstein? And, you know, did the uh, Monopoly man have a monocle or not? You know, like I say, there's so many. But that's focusing on the problem. If we want to focus on the, if we want to be solution focused, give at least now following the glitches is you know I'm I'm attentive to it. I'm not minimizing uh, the relevance of the glitches because that's really. That is one thing that is waking up a lot of people. Was it sex in the city or sex and the city, you know? Everyone has some thing that stands out in their mind. That's like, yo, that's not, you know, that's a glitch in the matrix. So it is important because they're waking us up. But once you're aware that this thing is, is jumping off, right? in prophecy learn what the original prophetic timeline is okay we got to know what timeline we want to be on you know what i'm saying and your redemptive timeline and the prophetic timeline are the same thing now i'm yeah, here it is. And here we back are back at Enoch. So soon we're going to have to like chop it up on Enoch in the original timeline, you know? I've even seen comments from the last video where people were asking for that, you know? So we definitely got to know what the original Enochian timeline is. But also, too, I would say like, let's stop referring referring to it as the Mandela effect, because Mandela didn't do it. We will not be able to identify, that's a misnomer. And we, we will not be able to identify causality. Like what has happened? What is going on that has thrown us off this timeline until we start recognizing it as the Philadelphia experiment effect? and not the Mandela effect, we won't be able to identify causality, you know? Yeah, that originally knocking in timeline, it basically says like, yo, uh, the star nations is coming. Don't feel no way. These giants, these Nephilim, they've corrupted humanity and y'all said some prayers that made it all the way up to the seventh heaven when the giants and the Nephilim was just running amok on earth. They still are, but you know, in the times of Nile Valley and Babylon, 
early civilizations. They was running amok so. Our prayer, our, our ancestors said prayers that made it to the seventh heaven, the galactic core. And that's, you know, what we would say is the home of the most high, that galactic consciousness. And he sent the heavenly host from when they heard them prayers. But, them, but the seventh heaven is 26,000 light years away. It took a minute for him to get here. And really that's the big story that he not tells and tells us what we gotta do to hold on until that time. But that time is very close. And yeah, we can look for miracles and expect unexpectable things to help get us back on this natural flow of space-time. And everyone should read the Book of Enoch. We're gonna do a show on it, <clears throat> but there's online free PDFs. If you don't wanna invest in one, I'm gonna tell you, I got about eight copies of Enoch. And I've already, and I've given probably more away than I currently own. I think this is the most important information to inform your reality because one thing it helps you keep productive emotions it's not fear like sometimes when you read revelations you can't help but feel a tinge of fear because if they say not even the dog that piss against the wall of Babylon is gonna escape the judgment, then how can we, you know? So, biblical prophecy, what we talked about last, last time we were together, it is, uh, it's been manipulated. You know, one of the biggest manipulators of it was Ptolemy Philadelphus and his creation of the prophecy of the Church of Philadelphia, which he says is the way they got the prophecy lined up, you know, they're going to be the only ones escaping judgment. You know, and all of us is going to, is prophesied to receive this doom and the destruction of Babylon. And so, yeah, Enoch don't come with no fear. And yeah, it's, it's, great, it's great prophecy to inform your reality around. Gotta know who's the heavenly host versus who are the Nephilim. That might be for another show though. I'm not gonna get super deep into that. We talked about this last time, Geordi Rose and his D-Wave prophecies for 2023. I think 2023 is gonna be a super pivotal year 
And I think it'll be a golden opportunity to put Earth back on the original natural timeline, okay? And this is all tied in with the 40 by 40 cycles and you know how they use the 40 by 40 to manipulate the timelines okay so august 12 1943 was when the philadelphia experiment with the uss eldridge occurred right and they blew open a hole in the fabric of space-time here in philadelphia 40 years to the day and one degree of latitude, which was the 40th parallel, they recreated the Philadelphia experiment in Montauk, August 12th, 1983. The next 40-year cycle is set to occur August 12th, 2023. And Giordi Rose, innovator, of the D-Wave computer, the John D-Wave computer gave us some predictions about what he sees in the future with the D-Wave. So he said in 2018, by 2018, NASA will find a planet that's Earth-like and serious discussion is gonna be, you know, begin about how to get there. Well, that's already occurred where in 2017, they found a solar system with seven planets, three of which were Earth-like. And this, so, this solar system was just under 40 light years away, okay? And they've since found several other planets that have you know, fit this description. And yeah, they're seriously talking about getting there, you know? Second prediction Geordi Rose had, he said by 2023, a major breakthrough in physics will occur using the D-Wave computer that shows parallel universes uh, exist and will they will perform an experiment that uh, beyond parallel universes shows that gravitational lenses and gravitational lensing is, is a real thing, okay? And so I'm gonna go back to this thing right here because when I put all that together, uh, I think they are going to use the D-Wave computer, the John D-Wave, to figure out a way to create a gravitational lens that's going to get them to a planet 40-something light years away, you know? I mean, that's my, my theory, you know? But I also think it would be a great opportunity 
if we have a critical mass of people on the redemptive time timeline, a critical mass of an ancestral karma cleaned up, short circuit that thing and, and get us on like collapse their artificial timeline, have it fall into that gravitational lens, get sucked up out of here. And yeah, natural timeline reestablished. Is that wishful thinking? Possibly, but you know, my feeling is if we didn't have a chance in this, we wouldn't be, wouldn't be here. You know what I'm saying? What's the purpose of living and being alive if you don't have no chance of redemption? Nah, man, that don't add up. Okay. Oh, I didn't know I had that on that side too. His last prediction, and we'll we'll know we are not on our redemptive timeline if we're here in 2028 and intelligent machines will exist that can do anything we can do. You, you know, quantum computing, John D wave computing, uh, the foundation of it, okay? So I just wanna mention one last thing because right, Trump, Trump has lost the election. Trump's been in the cut. But man, that doesn't, from what I've researched, something ain't adding up, man. John Trump's, Donald Trump's uncle, John Trump, was the one who explored the economic and military feasibility of Tesla's technology. Uh, we mentioned last time, Donald Trump is a UPenn alum where these uh, space-time experiments really all began. And think about the character Biff Tannen. Yeah, man. This dude is going to reappear on the world stage some way, somehow. And I would expect that. Don't be surprised. Because he got his hand on the button of manipulating timelines. Now, my feeling is there's limits to what you can do with this technology. So Let's say you're on an artificial timeline. This is where the glitches happen. You're on an artificial timeline. You're not on the original timeline. And then you jump to a next timeline. You know how like uh, we would make audio cassettes. I'm, I'm going way back. I, this might not be a familiar technology with everyone. But when you would make a copy from a copy, you would lose quality, right? You can make digital copies and a quality won't change. But like when we would, let's say you made a cassette tape from an album, 
a record player. But it that would be like the best quality cassette. But then if you copied that cassette, it's going to be a poor quality. There's going to be static and and glitches in it. And after about three or four generations of copies of cassette, there's more noise than the acoustic, you know? And I think that's what happens when they jump from timeline to timeline, from artificial timeline to artificial timeline. And that's how these glitches be manifesting and it's like more and more glitches. So when Trump, if Trump hits the scene again, we are very close to the end. We're, at, we're going to be near the last timeline jump. They're going to be able to push the button for without that thing just being so hazy of a copy, not even they can work with it, you know? It's just my theory, my feeling. Uh, yeah, this is just another graphic for that. And that's it, you know? Uh, that's what I had to share for the timeline healing and hope one's received it as real and relevant. All right. Are you, are we all done here? We done, bruh. All right. W will you take off the screen share? Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, all right, so uh, I got a couple questions for you, but I'll wait till you, you figure that one out. All right, first off, that was fantastic. Thank you very much. Uh, so um, the Trump stuff is always like, you know, it's, it's uh, you bring up some interesting points. Like he's definitely on, if you follow, if you follow that story, if you follow that story line, it's, it's, it's a wild storyline. And there's, there's some other parts to it, which like dovetail really interestingly. So, and I think that's an interesting idea of like when, when, and if he shows back up on, on the major, the major stage, um, you know, <laughs> pay attention. But, but, but the question I got for you is, um, I want to go back to what you talked about a little bit earlier. Uh, do you, do you sell crystals? I do. You do. Yeah. So the, uh, I'm making an assumption here. Like I'm telling like, you know, people don't, th they're thinking this is set up. Uh, my guess is like, you probably select very specific crystals, correct? Like you got an eye. And so if you're going to go and, and sell it, like it's, it's gone through like a, uh, like it's, it's been identified for, for its special qualities or like, you know, okay. as you're describing. All right. So I just want to point that out to all the people at home. Like, you know, um, yeah, that's uh, that source is rospin.com. Yeah, I do yeah. have shungite. I do have shungite available. Man, I went to the Colorado gym show in what was that September? Bought all these crystals and have been so engulfed in projects, I haven't even posted them up on my site yet. Uh, so that is something I hope to do and expand my offerings on my website at some point in 2021. I will mention too, since like I'm, you know, throwing a plug, I'm very close to releasing 
my latest book, Knowledge of the Noma. Uh, my anticipated release was in January, but I do have to give thanks to uh, supporters. I was really uh, inundated by requests for astrological readings. These like January and February, man, like, uh, I wanna say between December and the day I've, I've had to have done close to a hundred readings, man. And, uh, you know, ones who received them, they know I put a lot of energy into it, you know? I, I really do my best to tap into the people and, and let them hear what they need to hear. But on the flip side, it definitely delayed my release of this latest work, you know? But I do anticipate uh, April release date. Knowledge of the Nomo, we get deep into Dogon cosmology and Dogon prophecy. And, and yes, yeah, people going to love it. No doubt. No doubt. And when do you think that's going to be released? In April. In next April. Month. In April. In April. Month, next yeah. month. All right. All right. And then also like. Hey, you... While we plug in too, let me do, let me say this week, I'm going to Colorado. Uh, I'm going to be at the mind, body, Spirit Expo in Denver, the 19th, 20 and 21st. And then the following weekend, don't quote me on the dates, but I wanna be at the NOCO Hemp Expo, Northern Colorado's Hemp Expo. And so yeah, if y'all in Colorado, you want to check me, I'll be at them spots, you know, you come check me live and direct. Will you be presenting? I'm going to be presenting at the Mind Body Wellness Expo, yes. That's the one in Denver, so you'll be presenting, and then will you have like a booth where people can get your books and they can see some we'll of your be, stones? That's exactly what I'm going to be doing. Yes. And they get to talk to you in person. Like, I, you know, I, I, we're like, what, like an hour and a half away. I, I don't think we've met face to face. I know we haven't, but maybe yeah. I'll go out to Colorado and I'll meet you there. That would, that would be fun oh, for man. me. I would like that. Would. Yeah, because what, even too, for the next show, what I'm planning, because the great mystery Philadelphia and the mysteries of the 40th parallel is the key to really understanding Denver and Boulder and all those uh, murals in Denver's airport mm -hmm. and all of that, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, so I plan on like doing some video exploring. And if I'm not even in a space where we could do a live show on the, I guess it would be Aries full moon. Mm -hmm. I'm going to send you the video. I, I saw a lot of, I don't even want to get into it, but a, a good friend of mine who lives in Denver, who is a follower of, of uh, our works, when she saw our first episode, 
of Mystics from the 40th Parallel. Man, she just sent me all of this 40th Parallel info about Boulder specifically, because Denver's on the 39th, but Boulder's on the 40th. And yeah, man, I'm excited to share, like go out there and video document some of the some of the things she shared with me and you know let that be a part of one of our shows you know that's gonna be exciting we're talking about that so uh i hope people come out and see you and i'm excited for the footage um let me uh, i want to show you one more thing before i start uh my presentation so you see can you see this bag like here all right Mm -hmm. so inside this bag what do i have inside this bag but this my friend is where i like to keep my Mm. and if you notice it's a twin you see it's a twin yes you got one coming out here one coming out there yeah this is uh uh i like to i like to dress them in bags if you're not carrying if you're not carrying the most precious stones in the most precious bag you know you're uh, in my opinion in my opinion like that's what i make this is what this is what i'm gonna throw this out here i'm gonna throw this out there so like you you uh, you know what whatever amount is in your stone inventory i know that you you have like you know these are the real special ones and these are good like all all of them but 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 the real special ones uh uh, I don't, and we don't even need to know what it is. Maybe someone could could contact you uh, uh, via email or, or comment. But like, maybe, maybe if they get like what what's like the the, the premium of what you have, uh, I'll make a bag for it. Mm. Right, right, like custom bags. That's what I do with the stones. Like you know, that's the, the, there's something that happens when you honor something, even if it's like you know, it's it's more than the material. It's the idea that 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 I am I am I'm. I'm appreciating and approaching something with a certain degree of consciousness. And so like, that's the idea behind the bags and the ornamentation. So I think that would be like, I don't know how many I could make, like maybe one or two, but if like people reach out to you and if they're interested, like uh, we'll make something real special. I I would love that. Can I ask you a question before you start? Certainly. What are your thoughts on celestial quartz? Uh, Ooh. Um, I've got a I've got an interesting relationship with with stones like a lot of um, I'm almost all feeling base like I just know that this is something I need to carry with me and something which I don't need to carry with me uh, and this one right here is the only celestial I have and then like uh, the I usually you know most of my stone knowledge outside of intuitive knowledge comes from uh, love is in the earth by melody like that book I like a lot for information so I know what like what her stuff says about it um, with this stone I remember I remember when I saw it like it was it was at a sh- it was at a show uh, actually in Lancaster and it was a guy who and, and this is why I was asking you if you sell stones he had a small booth but and he may have he carried a variety of things and only half of it was stones and there wasn't a big inventory it was a very small inventory and I knew this man had an eye and so he everything that was in that inventory went through this process of, of his selection. Uh, which is why I asked, I was like, my guess is like, it's probably similar to like how you, you carry your inventory. So anyway, so I see the stone and um, I was like, I need to, I wasn't looking for a stone, but it's like, I, I knew I needed to carry this with me. Um, and I've carried this with me for probably about four years now. Like there's probably about five or six different stones, which I have, which I carry with me. And so this is the primary one, which I, um, I, I particularly when I want to like, I like the idea of the twin as a way to connect, 
like I'm holding on to it and the texture, like just when you to hold the, hold it in your hand, like, you know, this is, there, there's something soothing in my body, which I trust is connected to something much, much deeper. Uh, I've never thought about it in the way which you talked about it with downloads, but I don't think that I necessarily understand my process well enough to, to, to like define that. So, or to say it that way, like it just like whatever comes, comes like whether, and my guess is like, you know, I'm after you, you express the, the way which, which you understand uh, the, 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 the crystallized angels in, 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 in mineral form. I'm like, okay, that, that makes some sense. And so, you know, I'm looking forward to like, you know, I meditate with this whenever I do like my, uh, a lot of the work, which I do, and I'm going to get into this a little bit uh, in the second part, like this is, this is the one which I always have, and that's just been ext um, instinctual, but, but now I'm excited to put a little bit more of uh, a knowing or a story around it. So uh, that's my, that's my experience with, with the Celestial. Awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so, so um, I took, I'm glad I did this. So, so I don't have any slides today. I don't have any slides today. So what happened was um, uh, like my, my, my computer, my laptop, like it was all, it was starting to like jack up and, and uh, I noticed that I had a little bit of time uh, left on its warranty. And so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go and squeeze it in, like, and see. There was a crack screen too. There's a tiny little crack screen in it, and um, it was in. It's an Apple, and so there's an Apple store here in Lancaster. And I was like, all right, um, I got to go in there and go through that process. I do whatever I can to avoid going to like places like that. Uh, so I go into the Apple store. Uh, um, first thing I do, and like in in retail, like Apple sets the stage, and what that means is like you know what you see they do, um, like. Like all the other shops are going to do like uh, a couple years later. And this is like in the mall in Lancaster. And I've been to this Apple store before, but they had five friggin' guards at the front door. And I'm like, what? And so if this is like, you know, so, so that did it. So I bring my, you know, I like, if I'm going to get, if I'm going to get, if I'm going to, if I'm going to get my free lunch, if I'm going to take advantage of, of this under warranty, it's not really free lunch, you know, it's, it's part of it. Uh, you know, I play the game and I go through that and the guy's like, okay, yeah, da, 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 I can, we got this problem and yeah, I can fix this for you and I can fix that for you. I'm like, all right, this is, this is, this is good. This is working out nice for Mike. Uh, and so I, I'm like, yeah, I've got like an old laptop. It's what I'm on right now. Uh, and I'm like, he, he said, it'll be like three or four days. He said, it'll be with three or four days. I'm like, yeah, I can go without it. And I don't know what I was thinking. Cause I'm in the middle of like three really, really significant projects. And um, it's, it was five friggin' days. And then I get a call from him today. I get a call from, from the Apple shop today. And they're like, oh yeah, we, we got the part and we put the computer back together. And um, now there's this other problem and that's going to take another five or six days. And wow. you know, and so two things happened. This is a long story to say, like, I ain't got no slides. Like, that's all my slides were on the other ones I'm going to talk. But then the second thing is, like, I don't think of, my, of myself as a paranoid person. But, like, I'm like, I went in right into the belly of the beast. And I gave them, like, all, I, mean, I guess they always have access to everything on your computer just through the hookup, I suppose. But but still, I was, I'm just kind of laughing. I'm like, what are they doing to my, what are they doing to my computer? But, right. but, but hold on to that jump for a couple more days. Yeah, that's exactly. So now I don't really think they're doing it, but I'm, you know, I'm just gonna throw it out there. So okay, so okay, so okay. Um, 
I love how, how you presented, like we talked a lot about the physical body and we talked about the emotional body, or I guess maybe you talked, you talked about the emotional body and the physical body um, as it relates to healing, um, like about being in this time and everything that, that matters. And one of the things you said, which really struck me was about like, um, uh, you, you said, we still got a chance because why else would we be here? Um, in my opinion, my attitude is like, I don't even think there's like a chance. It's like, you know, this is why we're here. We're here to do this, whatever this may be. And so like, part of it is all of those things, which, which you were talking about, like, um, like, you know, particularly taking responsibility and like everything that, and like, and humility and like, and, and like service and like how all of that is, is, is unique to each different person. Like there's not one way that looks and another person doesn't get to decide what the redemption, the redemption timeline looks like for another person. Like, you know, that this is, this is, you know, you and your, your, your bloodlines um, time period. So, so I'm definitely in that, that, that degree of consciousness. That's how I approach all this. So that being said, that being said, what I want to talk about is consciousness itself. Uh, that's really, really, really what I'm excited about. Uh, and knowing that there's something that's exciting you, uh, particularly if you're a highly, um, uh, like motivated person and, and particularly in this time, like, you know, you trust that you want to go with that, that excitement where that fire is and so forth. So, um, the mental plane consciousness is, this is, this is the foundation, like all of these parts need to be done together. And so I want to go and offer um, like uh, some some models because uh, the hardest thing to understand is that which we understand with like our consciousness. This is this is where it all begins. Um, everything is connected. And so we work on all things. And and if we are to escape the matrix, you know, I'm kind of saying that a little bit tongue in cheek, but no, I'm not. Uh, it has to begin in consciousness because that is where the majority of, of all of the prison is. It's all like it's 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 a. Uh, um, it's, it's, it's a mental prison, you know, that's been said many, many times. And, and you can't hear that enough. Like, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know that. It's like, no, it's like the levels of depth, the levels and layer and layer and layers and layers and layers of the lies which we have been fed, which we believe to be truth, you know, that becomes our consciousness. And so, so we have to like have that humility in terms of looking at our own consciousness and our own, our own prison. And so it's like by, by growing up, by, by being born into a matrix system, I mean, there's all systems are matrices, but I'm talking about the matrix, the dominant one, like any, any like man-made culture is, is matrix by definition, but there are harmonious ones and there are ones that aren't. And we're like in a very uh, disharmonious one. And what the one which we've done uh, uh, has molded all of our minds, just like, just like, just like being alive, like, you know, going to school here and watching the media and just being in the space and having billboards. Like, can you imagine there are people who lived an entire existence on earth and never saw a stop sign hmm. or a billboard? Like, you don't even think about that. How many, how many is, how many impressions are in all of our consciousness? So it's like, like, this is what creates it. And so what happens is uh, we develop a second nature. Like, that's what it means. We develop a second nature. And that, first of all, that implies you got a first nature. And the second nature is learned. And what a second nature is, it becomes so natural that it's like the first nature. 
And so this is part of like what this matrix consciousness is. It's like, you know, even if we can see through, we're like, don't buy the bullshit. And you're like, oh, that's propaganda and this is bullshit. But it's still like the layers and layers and layers and layers are so deep and it's become the second nature. And so uh, the whole idea of what you're talking about, like self-healing uh, is that the entire natural world is built is built upon that and so you're you're absolutely right and, and it's it's this this being able to get into the space of 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 uh to allow the self-healing to happen and like physically that's like the importance of, of sleep like physical sleep or like uh taking a, a a regular interval where your body doesn't have to digest if you're always digesting stuff like you know your your, your system's never resting and so the same thing is true with 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 consciousness and uh and being able to move out of second nature and all we really need to do is unlearn you know the the second nature and remember the first and what's the first nature i mean you've what what we all know what we all know human beings are and what we all know how we want to relate with each other with 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 the environment which we find ourselves living and all that sort of stuff so so it's like it's this is the last thing before i get into the model uh we were told we were told that that chernobyl you know where the nuclear where where i'm assuming it happened the nuclear uh, accident happened in 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 russia the former soviet union that the area would be uh unlivable for any human life for 10,000 years and so that was right. like i don't know like 25 years ago and it's been totally like left alone and um there is life and there's planet or there's plants and there's animals that have not been seen for thousands of years it's just naturally self-healed uh when they locked down wuhan when they locked it down last year, what did it take? Seven days for all of the smog to disappear. Like, that's not like, it, we are part of that system. That is our natural, like, you know, if we get the rest and we do the right thing, well, then we are going to go and naturally find and remember like that true state of being. But like when we're constant inflammation, as you were saying, like, you know, and a lot of that is matrix stuff, like you don't give yourself the chance. So, so here's it. I'm gonna give you a, a, this is a model. I'm trying to explain the unexplainable. That's all a model is. This is not like, you know, this is the, you know, it's a model. So um, three levels of reality, there are three realities. So the baseline reality, the baseline reality is the natural world, the natural world, uh, you know, clouds and trees and bodies and, and all that sort of stuff. And I call that the simulation. I'm not saying because I think it's a computer simulation. I'm calling it a simulation because that is the term of the time. That is it. Uh, it's called the simulation in the same way that, you know, the, the, the ancient folks in India called it Maya or the illusion. And like, you know, the quantum physicists are like, you're, all, you're, you're made of atoms and atoms are empty space. What it means is the baseline reality is not what it seems. Like what it is, I don't know, but I know it's not what it seems. So we got that. And then, uh, and then there's the matrix. There's matrix and, and the matrix. And they're both kind of the same in the fact that they are the, 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 mental, the mental constructs that create human experience. So this is language, this is, this is culture, this is laws and mores and like every, everything you can think. And like this, the, we need that if we wanna talk, if we're going to be human experience, how we know of human experiences, like, you know, that we have that and there's nothing wrong with matrix level reality to begin with, but you know, you need to know what it is, but the matrix is an inversion 
of of just uh, of of the simulation or at least the laws of the simulation so um you've got the matrix and the matrix exists within the simulation it appears to be most real to people but it is the least real it's like money like oh look at all this cash in my hands look how real this is i get to go and actually do real things i'm like it's only real in the context of your matrix like outside of the matrix if you're in a different matrix like what do you got you know and that's not to say don't use it it's just saying like recognize what the hell it is and so both the the, the matrix and the simulation they exist within the greater reality and the greater reality is the invisible structures and laws and forces and all that stuff which we can't really see but which runs the whole show uh, the greater reality is the most real, but it is the least real to experience, or at least it's the most difficult to first find it. And everything in the simulation and therefore the matrix is permeated by, by the greater reality. And that's kind of like where we're finding ourselves. And all of our all of the different stories that we, we know fit in somewhere along those lines. So then we have like a consciousness, like, you know, the way we're perceiving things and interpreting things and all this sort of stuff. We could even think about it more so like brain states, like, you know, you got the alpha state and like the beta state, like this kind of corresponds like that. That's just like, you know, a, a partial explanation, I would suppose. And there, there are lots of states of consciousness, but I'm going to kind of break them up into three and they correspond in a general sense to, um, to the three different realities. And so matrix consciousness is naming consciousness. It is the need to name everything. It is the need to measure everything. It is the need to know everything. It is language. It's all this sort of stuff. And there's, you know, again, there's nothing inherently wrong with it. It's just like, it's a type of consciousness. And part of this consciousness is um, you, there's a constant uh, uh, confirmation to your subconscious that um, I'm separate. As soon as you start naming something, you're saying, this is not part of the whole, this is something else. And you're not like consciously saying like, oh yeah, like, you know, I'm, I'm separate, but this is, this is like the stop sign. You're not saying, oh, that's a stop sign. And that's like in an octagon and it's in red and all of those things are having some sort of effect on my consciousness. No, no one thinks that, but guess what? What do you think your life would be like if you haven't see, had one million impressions of the exact same friggin' symbol using colors and shapes and same sort of proportions telling you to stop? Like, I don't know what that answer is. I haven't lived that life. But, but I know that that has to have an effect. And so it's the same thing with like this, this need for language and, and like, you know, naming things. There's nothing wrong. And that is matrix consciousness. So now we go to like what, what the equivalent or the equivalent of, of that conscious of simulation consciousness is, and that's open consciousness. That is the, the, the opposite of naming consciousness. It is just, it's almost a state of like wonder, like you don't have to be awestruck. Uh, you know, maybe you'd think of it like beginner's mind. We're all just, you know, I'm just using naming consciousness to try to describe the undescribable, but it's a way of perceiving. It's a way of perceiving where you are, um, you're open. I'm not defining it. And this is the way which the simulation, the natural world is meant to be experienced. You know, you look up at the stars, you look up at this, you look at the stone in your hand, you look at the trees, um, you know, we begin to name them. We begin, and that's, we, that's our second nature. It's our second nature. And we've been encouraged to name it. And there's a real value with that, but you're not experiencing the simulation when you're doing that. You're in the simulation. You're just like, you know, you're doing conscious brain, but what you can do is, is then, um, 
is then apply uh, uh, um, the the open consciousness and you begin to just like you open yourself up and you don't and you just take something in and there doesn't have to be any naming and ideally this is done in the simulation but going back to like healing um healing the timelines so when you are in this constant naming consciousness and your brain is and it's our second nature like we slept we 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 do step out like i'm you know naturally into this awareness this more of a or this open consciousness this more of a of a first nature or original nature way of being um but when we do that like it resets the nervous system i mean it literally does it's like you know when you go out and you take a walk in the woods you know that's that's better than being in your apartment but if you got like you know your cell phone on in your ear you're doing like your smartphone stuff or you're like you know you're just like analyzing everything you're not really getting the full depth of the experience so this is one very very simple thing we can do and you can even do this too you can go and apply open consciousness to the matrix you can do things in the matrix like uh and free yourself in fact you probably most people do that like when you see someone in front of in front of the television set and they kind of like are slack jawed and they're just like totally like engrossed in what what they're doing they're they're in either open consciousness a state of hypnosis <laughs> to the to to you know the matrix and they're really blending on that level and this is becoming their reality on the deeper level or they're practicing the third level of consciousness and the consciousness which corresponds with the greater reality. And that is what I'm calling union consciousness. And so it really begins with an open consciousness, but there's a knowing, there's an intuitive knowing that you are connecting with that which you are placing your awareness on. And this can happen to like high degrees or lesser degrees. Um, my senses, this is uh, like anyone who, who like if you're listening to the show, you know, obviously you have a synchro mystic lens and you, and anyone who, who does like, who can, who can, uh, see the patterns and read the truth in the matrix you're just you're applying this like very very detached uh a great this this union consciousness with the matrix and you're pulling out the gold in it i mean that's what happens with it and so i look at those three consciousnesses and, and the reason why it's important is because as we are moving out of this timeline, you know, I, I use matrix as interchangeable with the timeline um, because they're, they're kind of one and the same to, to move out of it, to move off of this matrix thinking is, is literally to take your awareness off of the matrix. Like what you're talking about, like don't wear the digital devices, don't like less time on the internet. And there's, there's a real sense of irony because we're on the internet right now. And, but, but you know, this is the time in which we are, and this is the information in which we share. Um, and you take your awareness consciously off of the matrix and you look at the simulation or the greater reality. Um, but you don't look at it because you want to look elsewhere. You look at it in a different way than how the matrix has molded your mind to see it. And so as we do that, this is a muscle, this is a literal skill, just as like all of the other things which you were talking about for the physical body. This is what we do with the conscious, with consciousness and how we literally free ourselves from the matrix. We understand all of these different things and what we're doing and we're getting caught up into it. And on like a regular routine, like I take my mind off it and I practice this new consciousness and I practice it, you know, in something which will reset, allow for the self-healing, this remembering of the original, the, the original state of being. 
So that's the general, that's the general, the general model. And then I've got like one, one last part of it where I think, you know, this is the, this is the, this is the real goods. This is the real goods. Um, and, and then I, I want to hear some of your thoughts. Um, so, so if we were to go and look at the natural world, if we're going to go look at the natural world um, and we're going to kind of like, um, you know, we can blend with it. We can be open consciousness or we could have like this union consciousness uh, with a little bit of the naming, meaning like we're, we're kind of like articulating or understanding reality or, or the simulation from, from uh, uh, more of this uh, uh, interconnected sort of way. Um, and if we look at the natural world, we know, well, I'll take a step back. We know that the, the, the matrix, everything within the matrix is a uh, inversion of something which is true. It can't invent anything. It's, it's an inversion right. of a truth of, in nature or in the simulation, which is just showing all of the different like uh, laws and, and ways of, of, of what we can see. And so we go and we look at algorithms and the algorithm is what takes you over the matrix. You go on the computer and it's like, oh, you, I know all of these things about you and I'm going to go and make this like ad pop up. And then you're like, oh, wow, that's exactly what I need. I'm going to go buy it, you know? And they know it to such a perfect level. Like they know exactly your price point. They know exactly all, you know, where to pray, all that sort of stuff. So that's an inversion. That's an inversion of something that's true. And what it's an inversion of is a natural, a natural, like a, an algorithm, a natural unfolding of life. And I'm going to go and, and use your terminology. And I'm going to say that's the natural timeline. This is the natural timeline of earth. This is not like this electrified, uh, hypnified, like lie after lie after lie, like that. That's what has to happen in order to like for us to be where we are is like it, there was that much work. There was that much work. There was that much work. Um, and so there is there is a natural there's a natural force. There's a natural force which just unfolds and moves life on Earth. And it is like the, the matrix will have us all convinced that things are complex as can be as complex as can be. And, and, and that's how, you know, it's wrong. It's like, you know, you think about like, you think about if you had to build a human being from scratch, if I gave you all the raw materials and I'm like, all you got to do is like wire the nervous system and like, you know, put the bones together and like attach it. You'd be like, I can't do this. The, the manual you gave me was like three inches thick. But when you actually think what it takes to create a human being, it's the most natural thing in the world. There ain't no plan, and you know what I mean. And so it's like that's the way that's the way the deeper, re, the truer reality works. It's like it's not hard work. Nothing is hard work, but you just need to know what you're doing. So that being said, so as we move, as as uh, whether I want to call it like move off the matrix, or whether we write our um, uh, get on the 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 true timeline on which is appropriate to this thing Earth, which we're living on. Um, there's a real, there is a real, I mean, it's so in your face that like, like oh yeah, of course, of course. So um, all the ancient people, all the ancient cultures and, and the ancient cultures, like, you know, they, they, they were like ours, like they were complex, but like a lot of them are much more in touch with the workings of the greater reality. And they all worshiped, they all worshiped moving water. They all worshiped moving water. Mm -hmm. 
And, and often we think about that, like in terms of like maybe gods or goddesses, and we get in this like naming consciousness and like, you know, move that away, move that, get, get, let's move, let's loosen that grip for a moment. And, and what I'm going to go and suggest for the listeners is that, um, you know, the moving water is two parts. There's, there's the water. If you're standing in moving water and you put a cup in it and you picked up the cup, like it's the same substance, which is still around your feet, except it ain't moving stuff around your feet is moving. Why is it not moving? Because there's something in the cup that, that it, there's something missing in the cup. And we call that a current. That's just naming consciousness, but it's a thing. And it is the actual force, no matter how you go and describe it, it is the actual force. It is the actual force which moves water. It is invisible. You, and we don't understand what it is as much as they're going to tell you about gravity and stuff like that. It is the force that moves water. And we know symbolically and literally that water is life. It is the force that moves life. So when we go and what we need to do is it's not just moving off of an old timeline. It's like, how do I connect to another timeline and what timeline do I connect to? And there are lots of timelines and we've got the timelines of the heavens. We got the rising and the setting of the sun. We got the phases of the moon. And if you know what to look for in terms, you could identify Venus and Mercury and all of those timelines as well. But that's not where you're standing. That's not moving where you're standing. So the last thing, all of that was my setup is, is like the simple creek in your backyard, that river a couple miles away from your house, all of these currents, all of these forces, if you can go and connect with that in terms of, in terms of an open consciousness or a union consciousness, what you're going to do is you're going to find yourself realigning with a new timeline and the same way that the algorithm moves you through the matrix. The true algorithm, the, 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 the most logical thing you can see, there's like, I, there's nothing more tangible than the intangible uh, 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 current, which you could feel in water. You can't feel the moon move, but you can feel the water move. You can feel it with your skin. And as you align with it, and as all of the ancients knew, we kept our lives carried by that timeline and it meets us. And what does that, how does that show itself? Synchronicity. Uh, things lining up, less planning, more, more spontaneity, like it's, it, it's, it's self-healing. And so when we are looking at, and I think it's very, I, I love this, this, the, 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 the 2023 time, uh, uh, M point, but like, as we are recognizing, you know, a, a lot of the research, this naming consciousness, what we're doing is we're like, look, this is what's happening. These are part of the lies. These are part of the lies. And we get to a point where we know like it's all lies, but then we got to go and we got to, we got to self heal and then realign ourselves to an actual movement to an actual timeline. So that's that I think taking all of these and like, you know, we all got a piece of, of the puzzle and what we have to learn, like, this is how we move through it. Hmm. So, uh, <laughs> yo, before you even mention running water, your discussion on consciousness had me question how the Susquehanna really seems to have opened up this 400 years. You know, excuse me, there's 400 
year timeline, I guess we would call America, you know, the America timeline. Mm -hmm. And how you were talking about the Susquehanna being an old, ancient, tutelary spirit, Mm -hmm. you know, that uh, certain ritual, certain prayer, certain intention, certain acts to kind of like, will you say cut the timeline short from the source? You know, you might want to explore that. Uh, very much, very much. I have, mean, have you done ritual and, and, and prayer out at the Susquehanna? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Um, so w- w- what I see, what I see my, my, um, responsibility is, um, the remembering, you know, is the, the, that's how they say, like, you know, that's, that's, that's how, how the, the, the spirits die or the, you know, the, the, the non-physical, they die by not being remembered, you know, by being forgotten, by being mm. forgotten. And so the opposite is true. And so there's remembering. So like telling the story and, and, and when you see what's in front of you, what, if you see the history and you see exactly what was done, you're 100, you know, the, the, that's the, the, the only logical conclusion one can make is like, you know, th- this is just like part, this was just the starting point. And, and, you know, I just, I just wrote this, this, the script to what I'm excited to, to release as a scripted video. And I think the last line is something like, you know, it, uh, the, the, this matrix began on the, with the seeds planted on this river and then the healing has to begin there as well. And, and so, um, there is, uh, I, you know, (laughs) no, there's singing. I think singing is really important. You sing to the water and it's gotta be like, you know, I'm laughing because like, you know, I sing my songs, like I, I write my own songs, but like, you know, it, it has to be there. There's, there's this place it's called uh it's it's right on like right where like everything take like right on the 40th parallel like where 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 the the shanks ferry people live where the susquehannocks live where everything happened there's this tree right on the river and it's got this outgrowth and it looks like a human ear it's like from top to bottom it's maybe like two and a half feet so it's that size and it's right at like like five feet off the ground so like right at like an adult uh the bottom of it Uh, and so it's like that's the grandmother tree that to me that's that's the grandmother's ear and so uh, and it's exactly 40 paces it's exactly 40 paces off of like this this kind of like trail parking lot on a dirt trail no one like most people don't know about it um but so like so the the ritual which i do uh is you know i'll go there and and i like to you know i whisper you know, I whisper, I tell my secrets, I tell my secrets, I can't tell anyone else. That's a truth. That whole, like the, the whole like confession thing, like that's based upon a truth, you know, that, that was used for like, you know, for, for, uh, probably, uh, uh, uh unscrupulous, uh, uh, information when, when that was in, uh, added by the church that you had to confess all your sins, but there is something very true about stating your sins, saying, stating something in, in anonymity. And so that's one of the, that's one of, um, 
one of my favorite things to do is I, I go to the whisper tree, I call it the whisper tree, and I go and I whisper my things. There are all these different places which I've identified along the river. And they're all about like, um, they're about like uh, uh, redemption, you know, like confessing, you know, saying what's on your heart. Um, you know, th there's a certain place, it's an old furnace, it's an old iron furnace, and it's like right on the river. And it's, it's a little bit creepy, like you could tell like, a, a um, well, the furnace is where they used to make the, the iron. So this is like, a brick building built in like the 1700s maybe and it's you know it's been abandoned for 150 years but you could still see its remnants and that's the fires were hot so i like to go in there and that's where the things which i need to be burned away go but it's always like right on the river and so tying in 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 like a a, a human experience a true emotional experience and then almost going like i i think of it as the grandmother river and so like what is the role of the grand grandmother you know the grandmother is is not just strength but there's an, an unconditional love and it's like you can tell your grandmother everything you can tell right. your grandmother everything and you know she she's she, she might be angry but she's gonna go and she's she's still gonna love you and she's also gonna help you make right your wrongs and so to me particularly when we think about this to as a tutelatory spirit and you think about like what does the oldest represent it's like i try to bring that as my ritual i try to bring that energy i wrote a, a guidebook called the rights of the 40th parallel and it's where i went and i've identified all these spots i'm like this is the energy of the spot this is what to bring there and like it's it's introducing this idea of of being able to connect with 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 the uh um with the energy like both like of of the river and what it represents you know whatever word we want to use to describe the undescribable uh i, I want to show you one last thing i talked about this a little bit before we started recording um i talked about the uh the quilt i made you know all of these things they're they're honorings and like it's it's it doesn't matter like what you do it's just the authenticity of it you know is it true are you moved are you what what um, what are, what magnetic feelings are you using there's nothing more magnetic than creative energy um, and creative energy is often spurned by like, you know, you need to get something out and it's probably something like, you know, it's, it's a, it's a heavy emotion. So like, that's why like, you know, you see a lot of artists with, with like, you know, pained lives until they understand. But anyway, so this, I'll show you this. Give me one sec. This right here. So let's see if you can see this. This is this is the Susquehanna River. You could see like this postcard I made highlights all the places, and then I replicated it on this mm. quilt. I don't know if you could tell, but like this here, this is the river. This is the river, and you can see the branches right here. Like it's it's really friggin' good. I got all the ley lines on it. Like you could see these lines right here, all from Gaia Matrix. This is where the Herkimers are. These are the Finger Lakes. This is Seneca Falls. This is a key, key. Where's Scranton? Right here. Okay. You see that right there? This black yeah. hat? That's, that is the largest deposit of anthracite anywhere on the planet. So anthracite, anthracite is... Jet. I'm sorry? It's the crystal jet. What people know of is jet. Yes. Yes. Charcoal. 
it is the purest car charcoal. And so it's like matrix thinking tells us that charcoal is, um, you know, or, uh, or coal is, uh, um, you know, it's, it's a heating source. It's a fossil fuel. We got all these like kind of like definitions of what it is. And, and often like in a, in kind of like a, a negative connotation, because we think about like coal as being really dirty and like old fashioned and so forth. But if we take that away, like if you, if you, if you lived in a culture, which did not utilize the technologies, which we utilize, because all the things which we which we know through technology can be done other ways without manufacturing and all that sort of stuff. But it's, 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 it's just quantum. It's a quantum world different but if you were to go and live in that world and you'd like still know like the 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 stones and the rocks you see coal and what coal is which no other rock on the planet is is it's a rock that can catch on fire and so immediately you're gonna be like why is this rock catching on fire no the other rocks catch on fire but there's only one type of that of the of the fire rock of the fire rock there's rocks made from fire but this is this is a rock which which can release fire there's one type of rock which when it catches on fire there is no smoke there's literally no smoke it's clear and that's anthracite now from like you know matrix naming will tell us well it's because it's pure carbon you know just like the shungite different form different different molecular form but we're talking about the same ingredients and so uh it is a stone that does not that does not have smoke like think about that purity and what that must represent that being said only two percent of all coal on the planet is anthracite which means that it's like 99 percent carbon that's why the other stuff the other coal like uh uh has this the dark smoke is because it's all of the impurities so of that like small percent which is anthracite 99 percent of it so like the overwhelming majority it's just found right there that's it that's it that's where it is so so do they do they like do they have coal processing there or they just leave it because it's too close to the river or something well uh so that swath of the deposit i think is probably like 20 miles long so it depends upon where where you are and and um i mean th that area of north of northeast pennsylvania is like you know this is where all of the there's the, all the fracking takes place it's where you know it used to be coal and so the coal is pretty much i think there there's a small market for anthracite right now in terms of like commercial uses um it's more of like a historical thing. Like, you know, Scranton was built on anthracite, anthracite strong and um, that sort of stuff. I mean, the, well, <laughs> we could, this is where our president comes from, right? And Hillary. Everyone comes from Scranton. <laughs> Uh, Scranton is like, I mean, we could do so. So we got the book of Enoch. We've got, uh, I want to go back. I've been watching this great, uh, like comparing like these different tellings of who the Andaste were and the Susquehannocks and like two different stories. One, one Nephilim, one, like, you know, the, the, the highest of angels. And so it's like, I would love to go on that with you. We got to talk about Scranton and we got to do this. I I'm very excited about the, the, the boulder. And we're going to talk about the 40th parallel connection. I'm going to do it down here. We got a bunch planned, but you know what so, I was thinking? What? You know what I was thinking? Uh, how I'm going to recording remote, mm -hmm. maybe go out to some of the spots and we both like ne the next show could just be uh, like, you know, 
us showing locations. I'd love that. I would love that. And I think that would be, that would be nice for that. Now I got some homework to do. I'm excited to go do this. I'm going to go, how about this? And now that the weather's breaking, I'm, uh, I'm, I'll be back in Philly before the month ends out. And so at some point in April, I want to drive out to Lancaster. Maybe we could hit up some of them spots. You know, I would like to, uh, maybe, maybe like you come out to like, cause you're like, yeah, maybe we'll do it. Maybe we'll, we'll just, <laughs> of course, that's what we'll do, man. If you uh, come out here, the, uh, high point. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's really, that place is really calling me. All right. High point. Yeah. 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 What yeah. about so, is, is, are all of the glyphs are any of them visible from the shore? You need mm. to, uh, you need to do some rock climbing out in the middle of the river to see. Uh, you, you need a canoe. You need a canoe. You, you don't want to go. You, uh, maybe with binoculars. Uh, but um, there's there's a friend of mine. There's a friend of mine. He's got this. Uh, he, he he runs this. Uh, um, it's called Urban Edge Farm, and it's not like urban farming. Like this, this guy's like a, a, a like a nationally recognized expert on permaculture, and he's built like I just got to show you the, his thing. And I, uh, he's he's right on the Conestoga, and he takes the trips down to the to the petroglyphs. So it's like um, if you come out, I'm gonna arrange for us all to go, and I want you to meet this guy Ben, and and we're gonna go down, and we're gonna check out those petroglyphs. We're gonna check them out, and we're gonna go down the Conestoga, just like the people did before, just like the people did before. <laughs> we'll get yeah. that, 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 that's going to be something. That's going to be something. All I'm right. excited for that. And then you need to plan in May to come to Philly. Oh, without a doubt. It goes both ways. I'm going to come out. I want to get the real tour. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely want to do that. I, uh, uh, God, I, I haven't lived in like a high density place, like a city for, um, 15 years, 20 years now. And like, I can feel it. Like when, when I come within like 30 miles, like, you know, like something comes over my physical body. Like I get anxious and I'm like, and I used to never get anxious wow. before. And it's just like all of this intensity. And, and it's, 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 uh, I have, I've been since since I was first discovered your work, you know, like when you hear your stories, like everyone wants to go and see it. And, you know, I uh, see all of the the statues you want to go see. You want to see the places. And I've been wanting to go out to Philadelphia ever since then. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. I won't go out there. But like but but I, I'm going to go for this. I'm going to go for this. So if I'm going to get the person a uh, personal tour, I would love that. And check out the and check out the uh, um, the cave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely do that so uh you know, oh, many, me... of the, uh, many of the center city sites they've blocked off and boarded up since the riots so like the rodan museum i don't think there's access to anymore the inner chambers of city hall there's not access to anymore since uh, la last since last summer yeah Wow. Yeah, yeah, they've been they've been shut down. Yeah. <clears throat> so I would have to see if they've reopened. Otherwise, it's not even really worth going in town. We would just focus on the Wissahickon. All right. Know? All right. Yeah. I yeah, I did a tour. I guess it was in the autumn. 
And, you know, we got down to the parkway, man. It was one disappointment after the other because most of the destinations they had blocked, you know, you couldn't have access. So it's not worth it. Right, the energy and the dynamics down there versus what is available to see. I don't know if it's worth navigating, you know? Well, the, the good news. The got about three, four days of sites for you to see, you know? Well, then that's where we go. That's exactly where well, we go. Yeah. Hey, would, would you be, would you be, well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Would you be willing to maybe open it up? Like we could have like a small tour, like maybe like, you know, we'll have like a, a like, you know, eight people, 10 people this summer. Mention that if you want to make it April 23rd, I have a tour scheduled through this wellness uh, center that I'm working with called Wissahickon Wellness. Has that sold out yet? Has, has... Nah, we're just starting to promote it. All right. So it'll be, uh, go to, for those who are interested, go to Wissahickon Wellness on Instagram. And I, when I get the flyer from them, they're finalizing it now. I might make a little YouTube shorty or post it on my website to get the details but uh Wissahickon wellness but let, let me let me ask you a question how, how big how big is this tour going to be how many people can how many people can are going to go on this would oh, you say man, we ain't turning no one away you're not like a thousand people if a thousand people said they want to come Thousand. No, so no. like, so let's, so because this is what I'm, I'm, I'm doing this for the listeners. If I was a listener, so I got a spot. I'm telling everyone right now, I got a spot. If I was a listener and I was like, I would want to do this tour. I would go and I would call up the Wissahick and Wellness right now and be like, yeah, I know you don't have it organized, but I want to, I want to um, take my spot right now because mm. those spots are going to go fast. Like th this is amazing. I'm going to be there. Uh, it's, it's, it's going to be a great time, but there is going to be a limitation. There's going to like, there's only so many people we can do because it, so uh, if I was listening, I would, I don't know any of the details, but I would call and I would, I would, I would get my spot right away and say like, well, let me give you a deposit. If you don't even have it figured out, that's what no, I would do, but, but I, I, that's how I do things. They do have a website and an email. I'm sorry. I can't just run it off. But yeah, just look up Wissahickon Wellness. And I All know right. they're very active on Instagram. All right. I think that sounds fantastic. And maybe I'll do the same thing uh, out here. I think that would be, I uh, think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Yeah, I think this is great. Uh, all right, we're just about at two hours. I think this is like a nice place to wrap this up. Do you have any final words? No, I, I was about to say that, that this has been great. Uh, I want to give wifey some vibes before she clocks out. So yeah, man, it's good. Is time that who's on the other side? You give her my best. Okay. I sure will. 
All right. This has been a lot of fun. Everybody, uh, go to rossben.com for the for the crystals. Uh, you know about the book, you know about the uh um Wissahickon Wellness if you want to get on that tour on April 23rd, uh, through the Wissahickon. Uh, three days worth of stuff, which we're gonna probably squeeze in in a bunch of hours. Uh, get to meet everyone. And then also if you want to support me or find out more about me, SusquehannaAlchemy.com. You can my one-on-one services, or if you want to support, go to subscribe star Susquehanna Alchemy. This has been another great episode, number three. Thank you very much. Yeah, man. One mystic to another. Salute, brother. Salute back. Yes, I. <laughs>